Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us as we are joining part two of a great two-part interview with a good friend of our ministry, Tom Donnan. Every time Tom comes on, we talk about current events as it relates to Bible prophecy. And I'm telling it today, he is going above and beyond. We're talking about water shortages, the the situation with China, with the silicone chips, and, and you know you understand they control the silicon chips, right? They control the world's computer technology just by controlling the silicone chips. But you know we're going to get into all that. I want you to pay attention because this is very relevant information for the day and time in which we live. This is just another sign that Jesus is returning soon. So without further ado, let's jump back into the conclusion of this interview with Tom Donnan. Amen. You know, with all these things happening in this day and this hour, I mean, there can be no doubt spiritually something is happening. In fact, even those who deal with the natural outlook on world events are believing we are closer than ever to the infamous doomsday. You know, have, have you seen the, the recent information on the doomsday clock? moving closest to the climax of midnight than ever before. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I had to, I had to go back and look at that, you know, because they have it down to um, what, what is it? A hundred seconds, yeah. no, which is what a minute and a half, a little slightly more. Yep. And so um, that is a, a pretty dire um, prediction seeing as how the faint that what's going on with the wars that are going on in, you know, between Russia and the Ukraine and in different areas. And, you know, now we are seriously being challenged by China and Taiwan. Uh, China is threatening to invade Taiwan, and Taiwan is a major production factory for the microchips that go into so many products throughout the world. So if they do do that, what are we going to have happen here in America? So they, uh, I have heard that they are going to make a factory here to produce the um, the manufacturing of the chips. But the question is, is that it too little too late? No, because we have that. That lack of chips is affecting so many different industries in the supply chain. So you can have something that is completely built void of the chips. And so therefore it's not being able to be used. And the case in point would be uh, automobiles. Yeah, automobiles, cell phones, <laughs> computers, all that hey. stuff, you know? So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Everything has chips in it. I mean, your microwave has chips in it, you know? So, I mean, yeah. And if that's where most of them are being built at and China decides, hey, you belong to us, you know, it's like he who controls the water controls the world because all I got to do is turn off the spigot. What are you going to do? You're going to pay whatever it is they demand. Well, and you know, that's a huge thing. That is a huge yeah. thing for America. And yeah. I, okay. I was surprised. This is a rabbit trail. I was surprised years ago. When uh, in the Great Lakes, no, I've seen some of those Great Lakes ships. They're not ocean-going ships, but they're big. 
Very big. And the comment was, is that uh, that these ships are weaving with bottled water from mm. Lake Michigan, from the other lakes, and they're going to other places in the world. And mm. it's it sort of, of course, the natural thing is, is that, wait, it's our water. No, <laughs> but water is becoming a huge thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I was going to save this for later, but, you know, have you seen the uh, recent what, Lake Mead, that level going down? Uh, it's a surprising, surprising scenario. And some people had brought out the fact, and of course, you don't think about it until it actually starts to, to get critical, is that um, the lake is V-shaped, meaning that the ravines in the lower parts of the lake is where water is, but then it starts to get, by degree, fans out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as the fanned out water is disappearing, now you have the V shape, which is the less volume, and that is dropping really fast. So Lake Mead, Lake Powell is dropping faster than expected, at least on my account, mm-hmm. uh, to where there is, I think, the 150 feet in this V portion to where they can't generate electricity anymore. No, it's called Deadpool. And it's happening to both of them. Now, we know that this is happening in both of those. And it's because the uh, Colorado River is not supplying the water, which what does God say? You know, you need water. You need rain. You know, you know, turn to me. Cry to me. Right. I don't see a whole lot of that happening. Do you? Nope, not at all. And and, you know, when they cut off the valve there. You know, Los Angeles gets most of their water from there, you know, and now they're going to be cut off and they're like, hey, you can't cut off our water. And they're like, sorry. Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but if you stop and think about what has happened, say, in the past 10 years out in Colorado, you know, legalization of marijuana and, you know, I mean, uh, Colorado used to be a wonderful state and the scenery up there is wonderful. But they have adopted extreme liberal policies and that just fly in the face of God. And God is like, okay, no more snow for you for a while and see how that works out for you. And yeah. you know, that is where they get their water for Lake Mead, the runoff from the snow melt, the ice pack melt up in the Colorado Rockies flows downhill. And I mean, and it just so happens. California is one of those extreme liberal states as well. And uh, hmm, I wonder if there's a coincidence there. Oh, that's right. There are no coincidences. <laughs> well, if you, it's if, that you, if you neglect to, to pray to God and acknowledge God as being God, there are consequences in the natural. Well, okay. So today I was reading in uh, Ezekiel 36, 26, where he says that uh, I will give you a new heart. I take your heart of stone to your heart that you will follow my decrees. Now, blessings result is that. So the thing is, will the lack of water start to affect people's hearts to where they start looking upward for answers and submit to his ways, which is against human nature because we like to be rebellious and go our own way. But it costs us. It costs us things that we're not necessarily willing to pay long term. So the thing about the water is very interesting. I was just reading in Ezekiel 36, 26 this morning about how God will give us a new heart. He will take our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. And then uh, he will put it upon our hearts to follow his laws and decrees. And when we do that, we get blessed. Now, it's not our natural propensity to to be 
you know, uh, follow his laws. We like to go our own way. And we're seeing the results of that all over the place. And so um, it's becoming very important with the supply of water for the East Coast to South Southwest. And I just listened to a podcast where um, a highly trained person in Phoenix was thinking to themselves, maybe it's time for me to move. Because if the water issue does become serious, what's going to happen in that area? And so they're reducing it. Some of the people in California who had water rights in the last 20 years are being turned off because those that had water rights prior to them are still being getting their water delivered. Mm. And so it's becoming a huge thing a little bit at a time. But that V-shaped, those V-shaped lakes are starting to drop really fast. Uh, like, uh, let's see, I watched one YouTube where it was, uh, I think, five feet in two weeks. Now, that's pretty serious. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That is so true. It, you know, we talked about, you know, hopefully they'll look up and start praying to God, but what I've come to see in the recent past is when trouble arises, nobody prays to God. They call Washington, DC, you know, they want the government to step in and help them rather than praying to God and, and letting God help them. So they're looking to man to meet their needs and meet their resources rather than God, which could be one reason why the resources are running out. But, you know, that's just Pastor Bob thinking out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, the thing with human beings is that for the most part, we like to be taken care of. So when they think of having the government take care of them, people are moving that direction rather than God taking care of them and supplying their needs. So there's been a transfer, which brings up the subject of uh, President Biden going over to uh, the Middle East. No, yeah. where he's, they yeah. say that he's going to go over there to try to plead for more oil. And you had some thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you can say what you want, but, you know, President Trump was, I believe President Trump was appointed by God to give the United States like one last chance to turn things around. You know, the new world order was being stopped in its tracks because he didn't play that game. You know, he was 100 percent for his America first policies, which is why the new world order worked so hard to discredit him. And some speculate forced China to release the COVID virus to inter interrupt his policies and his plans. Because if it weren't for COVID, there's probably no doubt he would have been reelected. I mean, unemployment uh, was up across the board for all races. Unemployment was down. The economy was up. The interest rates were down. Everything was you know, moving in a positive direction. We were energy independent for the first time in like 50 years. And after decades of talking about it, President Trump finally moved the American embassy to Jerusalem, like we talked about before, right? So the blessing was upon us. Our allies were looking favorably on us again. Our enemies respected and feared us. You know, notice Putin did nothing while Trump was in office. He did under Obama and Biden. And as soon as Biden took office, you know, he started up in Ukraine. But then COVID came along and just changed everything. And and President Biden, like you said, is now making this trip to Israel. He wants to talk to them again about the two-state solution. You know, Trump said, no two-state solution. Israel has their own country, and the blessings of the Lord was upon this land. <laughs> you know? Now it's going in, well, Israel, you know, you need to split yourself up here. You know, let's let's be reasonable. And and you know, and that's 
not what God says. He says this land belongs to Israel. You know, and due to the Biden administration policies now, we see inflation's up, the economy's down, unemployment's up, crime is up. We're energy dependent again to the point where, as you said, he's going out with hat in hand to Saudi Arabia, Arabia begging for oil. I mean, you know, and I just seen on the news or news yesterday, the day before where the president of France, France, of all countries, the president of France interrupted Joe Biden in the middle of a statement he was making about he was going to go in and have Saudi Arabia increase oil production to help out the world oil supply. And the president of France said, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's not going to happen. I talked to the president of Saudi Arabia or the king of Saudi Arabia yesterday, and he told me they are at 100% capacity right now, and it'll take at least six months to increase any further capacity. And that left Joe Biden, well, how can we say speechless, right? Uh, you know how he gets when he has to get off his talking points? <laughs> you know? So, I mean, the president of France interrupted him. Now, yeah. nobody has ever disrespected the president of the United States in such a form and fashion as what we're seeing right now. And that's because they have no respect for this nation anymore. It wasn't like that under the prior presidency because he had the hand of God upon this nation because he was doing everything. You know, he was moving to stop abortions. That's why he was appointing these Supreme Court justices. And, you know, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Well, it's pretty scary because it's uh, it's going to be moving over to uh, Israel when he tries to uh, bring about the two-state solution. Now, in Amos 3.7, the Lord says is that he doesn't do anything uh, before he shares it with his prophets, right? And so he wants us to, to see, because I'll tell you what, this is important. I need, to, I need to interject this in there, is that when we have dreams and we have visions, there is sometimes it's going to happen no matter what. But then there are other times that when we pray, we can change the outcome. Now, Moses, Moses was great. He prayed for the people. One person prayed for the people and God uh, relented and didn't wipe them out like he said he was going to do. Right. And so when we have um, these things that are coming aware that we can pray, because I've been praying that he would that the president would not try to see a two state solution over in Israel. And the reason is kind of like self-serving to an extent where uh, Pastor John Kilpatrick had a vision of America being split in two and at the Mississippi River, at the Mississippi River. And it's on YouTube where uh, it's, it's entitled uh, John Kilpatrick, New Madrid Earthquake Dream. And if you go there and you watch it, it's very detailed about uh, what happens in that event. Now, I live in the Midwest. And so uh, can you imagine even uh, a six or a seven earthquake here uh, would devastate the uh, interstates? The bridges would be down. The roads would be cracked. There'd be no kind of surplus uh, going anywhere. Any kind of food chain uh, supplies everywhere would be halted until things could be adjusted. And so therefore, this is this is serious. So I've been praying that this would not happen. And uh, it is a dire warning. It's a dire warning that that if America does this, so what happens is that as the church, are we, are we, you know, seeking God? Are we petitioning him to release provisions that this will not happen? And so uh, uh, that, that scares me. I'm very concerned about this. 
Yeah, amen. When with, when your vision of, of this earthquake is splitting basically along the Mississippi, I mean, we, we've definitely been witness to this in the natural, spiritually, semi, both uh, in our lifetime in the United States. I mean, back in the 1860s, the split involved slavery. You know, the split was more or less east to west. Uh, I'm sorry, in your vision, it was east to west. This was north to south. Uh, that was the Civil War. And like I said, in some ways it still exists today, but the split you're talking about, more or less that goes back to the shakings again that we talked about previously, that there's going to be a major earthquake of, of some sort that's going to split the nation basically right down the middle. It could be physical, you know, because you got that New Madrid fault line right there that, you know, all it needs to do is, you know, a rumble and something bad's going to happen. Or it could be spiritual uh, right now, especially with the, the, let's just say the morality laws. You know, you look at the coast, west and east coast of the United States and a lot of the major metropolitan areas, which just happen to be along the Mississippi River, are liberal. And uh, then you have the heartland where... You know, it's more conservative and Christian values. So, yeah, there could be a split right there. And, you know, I mean, just the other day, just as, a, as an idea, did you see that earthquake in Afghanistan? You know, over a thousand people killed, thousands of more injured. And, you know, all these things, as we've been talking about a couple of years now, all these things are increasing, not just in frequency, but intensity. And, you know, I, did you see the other day the, the, they had to shut down Yellowstone Park because of the torrential floods wiping out roads and stuff like that. Now, just think for a second. All the geysers in Yellowstone, right? What are the geysers? Steam. Blowing up. Well, imagine if floodwaters filled those things in where the steam couldn't shoot up. That steam has to expand those rocks. Now you got the earthquakes and the rumbling right there. And you know, scientists are already saying there's intensity and frequency going on in the earthquakes in Yellowstone. And if that is a super volcano, and if it blows, there's the split in the United States, right? I mean, it's just going to wipe out the midsection of the United States. It is terrifying to think of that. So how often um, does it come up where we have these flooding areas? No, there is a lot of weight to the uh, water. Yeah. And that, that affects the ground. Now, let me bring it back to an experience that I had many years ago where uh, my sisters and I used to go on a sibling trip down to visit cous cousins on Table Rock Lake. And when we went down there, sometimes we used to like to have fires along the shoreline while we went out of the boat, boat dock and did some fishing. Right. And so one year we had gone down there not realizing that it had rained. Right. So we got the uh, the fire going and we're out on the dock and all of a sudden it exploded. Mm. The rocks that it was on exploded. And I was asking my my cousin, well, what what had happened? And in a sense, it was trapped steam, trapped steam. And the rocks got so powerful mm. that these rocks went flying 10 feet up into the air. Yeah. Oh, and I'm thinking to myself, I was grateful that I wasn't standing there because I probably would have gotten hurt. So you're talking about the same dynamic, the yeah. multiple of water right that is now sinking into that yeah. area. That could be devastating. Yeah. And it wouldn't take much, like I said, because that water is heavy 
and it'll seek out all those little cracks and crevices that are currently being used to release that pressure, you know, and now that pressure is plugged up and just building and building. I mean, it, it, folks, everything we're talking about here is in the natural, but it has spiritual implications. And Washington, D.C. can't do nothing about it. I mean, there's, you know, what can they do? Go drill a hole and let off some of the pressure? Oh, uh, yeah, that'll work out real well. Let's just weaken the rock even more. <laughs> you know? so, a big hole. So I mean, these things are, are real. You know, now let's, we're getting ready to close. Let's talk about, again, and just bring this back to the supply chain issues that are still impacting us from a year ago with this COVID stuff. It hasn't been relieved yet. You talked a little bit about Taiwan and stuff, but there's still boats you know, they're coming in and have to wait two, three weeks to get offloaded. And yes. truckers, because of the price of gas, they can't afford to ship them across the United States. Two weeks ago, I talked to um, a man from church who is a truck driver, and he was saying that, uh, well, I should back it up. About two months ago, I'd asked him about the price of diesel going up, and it, it hadn't affected him yet. This time, he says, uh, it's only a matter of time before we hit the wall. He said, "It's uh, they are having... Okay, you give them a, a person a contract to move material, and they now have a 42% surcharge added onto it so that they can compensate for the increase in the fuel. So how long can that go on? No. Um, so he says it's only a matter of time before it hits the wall. And one of the things that I, I thought was pretty interesting was about the manufacturer that we have in the United States that purifies aluminum. And the aluminum is used in aircrafts and uh, other major uh, um, vehicles, no, and they are close. They are closing down because they can't make money. It's not that they want to end it; they just want to suspend it until there is a time that they can start up again, where it'll be profitable. And so that's a huge hit because airliners are made with this uh, refined aluminum. And so that is another thing that is a huge tell of what's to come. So, you know, when you look at the United States, everything seems to be going pretty well. But no, all the indicators is that yeah. the foundation is being eroded away and it makes it very, very uh, difficult. Now, I found it fascinating. I like to watch this podcast that's called Timcast. There's 30 somethings that that have this um, uh, kind of like open dialogue that goes for two hours. And then sometimes they put little segments here and there. And they had one. That was about religion. So I'm thinking, well, this is new because they don't necessarily talk about this, right? And so now they said that it's getting serious to where they needed to talk about the morality of the United States. Now we're getting somewhere, right? (laughs) All right, so I'm listening to this. It's a 15-minute segment, and I'm listening to this, and uh, they are coming up with all of this um, uh, horizontal religious information. Now, they're very intelligent, quick thinking. Uh, Often they use words that are so big, I can't spell them, right? And uh, they have all these different positions. But the thing was, is that they weren't connecting to the the vertical relationship with the Lord. And so therefore, their discussion about morality was based off of human goodness. Well, you know, that, that that's nice that we have human goodness, but we're looking to have the goodness of God in us that makes us transformed. And that only happens when we have a spiritual birth. 
Mm-hmm. Now, let's make the transition into what happens to me often when I'm on the um, the ministry, need him, is that when people come in, they will be talking uh, about their situation or the things that are troubling them. So inevitably, I have um, a push link where I can click on it, and it, it just pushes a whole segment in there. And one of them is, is that uh, when did you accept Jesus into your heart and life? So, because that's paramount. Right. That's life changing. And so when I get a response back, 50 percent of the time, they'll say, well, I was born into a Christian home and I've gone to church all my life. Right. OK, we have a problem here. So we have a huge segment of this of the population who thinks they're in right standing with God because of these two factors. And it's not based off of that at all. As you know, and I know and, and um, evangelism that takes place is that it is the new birth that takes place because we must come to the Lord for what uh, the sins that we have had take place in our life. The only way to do this is to be able to have the blood of Jesus Christ wash us clean by accepting his gift. And you know how controversial that is. I have people that come from India or maybe into the Netherlands, um, and they'll say, well, listen, this this isn't, this isn't, I don't want to be part of a God who wants to have a blood sacrifice. And I have to bring it up. Listen, you know, we're human beings. God is not a human being. And they have devised this plan. Now, if we want to get to heaven, we got to go with the plan. No. And so you ask anybody, oh, yeah, I want to go to heaven. But when you say, okay, that requires that you accept his gift. And that gift has certain things that we must do. Well, that starts to ruffle the feathers. And so this is something that I think is very important because I I don't know. I'm sure we're preaching to the choir to a certain extent here. No, but I, I want to reach people to reevaluate this because I want them, if they say that they were born in a Christian home and they've been Christian all their lives, okay, it's time to reevaluate this. And they need to go to John 3, 3 through uh, 8. And then I tell people to read that and then go back to verse six. Verse six says, is that we are born into the world by our appearance, but we, by our decision, are born spiritually by Father God. And that is the pivotal point. And that's when we get into Ephesians 2, 8, where it says that it's a gift. And Romans 10, 9 and 10, where it says when we believe in our heart and speak with our mouths that uh, Jesus is saved, uh, we will be saved. That when you activate that with faith, that's the kicker right here. Faith is like throwing the switch to turn the lights on. You know, you you activate those scriptures with your faith, and then that's when the new birth takes place, and then you are a new creation in Christ. And I want people that uh, to understand that this dynamic is important for them to evaluate. And if you have been a Christian for a while and you got one foot in the world and one foot in the in the kingdom of God, it's time to get fully immersed into the kingdom of God because of the way that things are happening here. It's scary. It's scary because Amen. we're going to need his help. We're going to need his provisions to be able to survive this time ahead and his protection. We're going to need it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. As we get ready to wrap up, Tom, if there was someone listening right now that realized they need Jesus as their Savior, who would like to recommit their life to him right now. Would you do the honor of leading them in prayer? That'd be wonderful. Thank you. All right, let's pray. Dear Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus, and the work he did on the cross. By the shedding of his blood, he paid the price for all of our sins. 
He lived that sinless life that you required. And a father, that he gave it up for us. I want to tell you, Father, I am a sinner. I am sorry for the sins that I have committed that have caused you pain. I ask that you would please forgive me. Now I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to come into my life, and I want to live for you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tom, this, as usual, has been awesome. If someone wanted to reach out to you, ask a question, get in touch with you, how can they do that? That would be uh, the email address would be healingthenation1776 at gmail.com, as well as the other links for um, uh, Zoe Healing Center, where there is free books. And what was the third one? I got a third one there. Um, oh, uh, and if you Jesus. have yeah, <laughs> how could I forget that? Right? Chataboutjesus.com. If you have questions and you want to talk to somebody, it's a live chat. Yeah, where volunteers are are waiting for you to uh, enter the queue. Amen. Amen. Folks, as Tom's been sharing, everything the Bible has talked about concerning the end days are happening almost nightly on the evening news. As far as prophecies are concerned related to the return of Jesus and the rapture, everything's already happened with the exception of the rapture. And that means only one thing. It is about to happen too. Amen. These are exciting times to be living in. The Bible says that prophets of old desired to see these things happen, but couldn't see them. But our eyes are blessed because we see them. Despite all the bad happening around us, we have hope. Why? Because we're going to be able to usher in the return of our king who will restore all things under his authority. Not our government authority, not under Russian authority, not under Taliban authority, but God's kingdom authority. Amen. Praise the Lord. Folks, if you pray that prayer with Tom Donner right now, let us know. Reach out to Tom down in the show notes. Click the links right there. Order his books for free. The link is provided there as well to the Zoe Healing Center. And, and you know, oh, Tom, it's been great again as usual. I do appreciate your time, man. Thank you, Pastor Bob. It's always fun having uh, us get together and talk about Jesus. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. This Pastor Bob reminding you once again that you need to be blessed in all that you do, and you can only do that through Jesus. Be blessed, folks. We'll talk again. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. 
Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Thank you.